This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in review. That's right. We are ranking, reviewing, and recapping every single Marvel Studios project. Uh, it's always fun that in the last couple uh, times, at least, the finale of a Marvel show ties into the uh, release of one of the movies. So we're always doing two of these like back to back. We just did Love and Thunder last week. Where did it rank? If you didn't watch it, you have to go back and find You'll out. Never Don't know. watch this one yet. You'll never know, everybody. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. Hello, Greg. We also have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, Tim. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hello, Tim. And the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, Tim. Me. Ah, <laughs> oh, God damn it. God damn. You see those screen castings, though? Wait, what? The girl no. from Ready or Not? It's going to be in Scream, which is Man, fantastic. once they said that Hayden, Hayden Pintieri is coming so, back, no other news matters. It didn't it matter. matter. Just make the movie. Yeah. Just make the movie. Just make it with her. The Flash the... is going to be in it from Homecoming? No, the not The Flash. Flash. Thompson. Oh, Flash. Yeah, Hank Gustin's still Oh. Ezra Miller's still getting yeah, yeah. rolled? I know a lot of people in Hollywood watch this show. They want to know what if we have our finger on the pulse and they you know, they make your decisions. Get Grant Gustin in some more things. All right? Dust it up. This you CW know? show, it's over. It's ending. He's almost done. He's almost out. Get him in some stuff. Book I agree. him on some things. He's got Busted too up. tight of a little body to not be, you know? I don't know. Oh, okay. He's Andy, a tall man. He's a tall have, man. He's got height, Andy. Why'd you mm-hmm. have to take Emmy? I, I, mean, I, like I was about to hit the clip button. Now I'm not, you know, because that's a weird clip to send to him. Uh, clip it tall out. and very tight. He's been on this show before. Mm-hmm. I've been on the flash. This show, of course, is kind of funny. He's in review. Where each and every week we get together to talk about. No, that's not right. We rank, review, and recap different <laughs> movie franchises. Of course, oh, we bang. are doing a lot of Marvel stuff right now. Next week, we got Rocky in review starting. That is extremely exciting. I have never seen the Rocky movies. We're doing this building into the release of Creed 3, which they claim is November this year. But I have my doubts, everybody. So we're going to start this now to be prepared just in case. But if that ends up getting moved, we'll have to we'll pivot, we'll figure it out. But Rocky is happening, and I'm very, very excited about that. Are you excited about that, Nick? I, I can't. I'm excited for you to see the Rocky series because it is a a roller coaster, roller coaster. Uh, for all the all the greatest reasons possible you're gonna love it tim i lost i lost such track of time when tim said that rock that um creed 3 is coming out in november i lost track of time where we are now and then i thought oh mm-hmm. there must be enough movies to last us until then <laughs> like, and yeah. that'd be a lot of movies you know well just so you know and it is it's just when what yeah there yeah because there's two creed six rocky 
Creed Three is coming out, but yeah. the bigger six thing is Rockies. we're gonna make a lot of detours. <laughs> yeah, six Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, Andy, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little a little prediction for the future. It's gonna go. It's gonna start real high. It's gonna get l- real low when we start getting toward no. five. No, five is four, five is four not is great. Phenomenal. Four is phenomenal though, right? And then six is gonna is 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 where it starts to peak back up. So I think you're gonna be really. We're gonna only have to suffer through a couple movies that are a little bit dated, but everything else should be incredible for okay. you. You're gonna love it. I I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Greg Miller, you've had your hand raised. Yeah, sorry. As someone who will be joining the trogs for Rocky and review and not be going along for mm-hmm. this amazing ride that you're all about to have uh on behalf of everyone in the trog community and the in review youtube community and the in review podcast community we would like to officially ask that rocky horror picture show be added to this okay Mm-mm. what about rocky and bowling hey, depending depending on how far they delay creed 3 we might have a whole bunch of space to fill but we'll have to wait and see but anyway what, what i was about saying the rock is we're going to take Connery. a lot of detours to get back to the Marvel movies coming out because there's a whole bunch of those. We got some other things popping up. So stay tuned in review. It's about to be a wild ride this summer. Uh, but anyways, this is in review. You can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review. And we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show live as we record it and ad free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule, Fargo Brady, Gordon McGuire, and Al Tribesman have done. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, Athletic Greens, and MeUndies, but I'll tell you about that later. Let's talk about Miss Marvel. Released between June 8th and July 13th, 2022, it is part of Phase 4 of the MCU. It is the 36th Marvel Studios project. It had six episodes, averaging about 50 minutes, making it one of the longer-running of the show so far on Disney+. Uh, Music was done by Laura Cartman, who is also doing the music for the Marvels. And a fun little fact here, Nia DaCosta, who is the director of the Marvels, um, also directed the post credit scene for this movie, yeah. for this show. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, It does. It does. I want to get all of your opinions about Miss Marvel, because we've done the screencast the week to week. Some variation of this group was on all of the episodes except for the finale. So I haven't really heard everyone's thoughts on it yet. I want to start with Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm fantastic. So you just want to talk about the finale? No, overall, overall, but like emphasis on the finale. Um, okay. I had a great time with Miss Marvel. I really enjoyed it. I think they really crushed all the personal relationships. I think, uh, you know, Iman is, I believe that's how we say her name, uh, is a fantastic Kamala Khan. I think her family's fantastic. I think all that interplay, Bruno's great. Her friends are great. Like, I love it in the same way I love uh, Spider-Man's uh, friends in Homecoming and that, you know, MCU Spider-Man universe. Um, I do think the show suffers from being a Disney plus show for a superhero that has powers that are visually exciting. That's not a knock against a Hawkeye or whatever, but a bone arrow, I think is easier to film than all this stuff with, uh, you know, hard light constructs and whatnot. And I feel like for the finale here, it again, really shone a light on that being the struggle for it, where I just did not think the fights looked cool. I did not think her powers looked cool. I did not think, and I shouldn't say look cool. They didn't look cool in action with what they were doing. I thought the Comron stuff, I thought his were especially not great looking. And it is that thing where 
I've enjoyed this entire show. I wish we had stuck with what the DNA of episodes one and two really were with all the visual pops and things and texts. And th- like we lost that the more and more it went on as we kind of eased into the MCU. And I think leaving that in there would have been nicer to really differentiate for what it was. But that because when you get closer to the end here, it's this weird not hodgepodge, but you do have two clashing styles of the MCU we know so well and what the real world of it is mashed up with how her powers look and how people act and the way the Jersey City is, which in the beginning I thought was pretty cool in terms of the colors and the vibrancy and what it is. But at the end here, I really do feel like I'm watching a Disney Channel show. And that's not, I'm not against that. I don't, I'm not like that. I don't, it's just, but I feel like it isn't, where they started or where they seemed like they were going. And so like when the episode ended and we were done and Jen and I talked about it, it was this conversation of just like, listen, like the show accomplished the main goals, which are people know Miss Marvel. I had a great time. I think her costume's cool. I think her family's cool. I care about her in the MCU because I know her backstory and who all the interplay between the people are. And I really blah, blah, blah. It's like, I am super excited to see her in Marvel's. I'm really excited to see what a real budget for these powers look like. But it's not lost on me watching it that you know a lot a bunch of times in this episode we're watching her powers through reflections or through other things because they know they don't look that great you know what i mean and her and Kamran inside of the dome that she cut off it's like this isn't even that interesting of a fight to get down to the usual mcu i'm gonna fight the exact reverse version of my powers or whatever it's like and then running through the school and again like we're going to meet the school and they drop the plan and it's like, but they're right outside. Yeah. And I understand. And it's like, that plan and then took we're, like an hour and a half to drop. We're using baseballs and we're doing all this cool stuff. And it's like, these guys would shoot you dead. When it th- and as, again, like I understand suspension of disbelief and we do it all the <laughs> time whenever we want to, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, this was a mashup. I feel like of the whimsical world of Miss Marvel within the real MCU. And that is jarring. And that, didn't work for me in a way that when it turned off and i was like i can't wait for marvels and i loved her and i love it and i'm like disney plus still hasn't nailed these in terms of like landing it they just can't i don't feel like they're landing it or like you know we can get into we will when we go through episode by episodes or whatever of like the overall villains and this that and the other and it's just like they had they it it wasn't as good as it could have been andy cortez Um, I, I really enjoyed the show. I feel like the weakest episode is probably episode five. And while I agree with some of what Greg saying with the final episode and how the show lost its style as it kept on going with losing all the little animations and those cool, um, sort of Scott Pilgrimy, um, Edgar Wright type, you know, we're playing with the world and we have this sort of, uh, visual aesthetic that we're trying to identify with, um, it almost feels like Marvel has a director and a writer that comes in for the final episode <laughs> like of all of these shows. Like a lot of these episodes are, are you know, the, the show has its identity and the final episode always kind of feels like a, a, a far cry from the, what the rest of the series has been. Um, but that being said, I st- like I still feel like this show landed the the plane at the end of the day. Like I did not think I was going to feel that. Maybe I had my expectations lower than normal because I did not love the way episode five um, ended. I think episode five started off super strong and just kind of tailed off and it felt like the finale anyway. So this whole episode, I'm wondering what can they do that feels worth it? And honestly, I got a lot of the same feelings that I got playing the Miles Morales video game on PlayStation 
with having like all you got to do is have a crowd get behind their city like hero and it, I, I i smile it gives me chills and it you know it gets me emotional to see all these people super proud of her and um i i'll disagree with greg i do i did like the vfx of the crystallized stuff i i never really ever felt like it was um distracting or or not good in any way um and yeah at the end of the day i feel like they didn't nail it and i was very happy with the finale and then we got that lexman stinger and (laughs) and then we got the post credit scene and like i was already happy with the episode and then those things happened so i was like doubly as as giddy uh as i would have been but yeah i feel like this was one of the few episodes or one of the few finales of a lot of these marvel shows that actually left me really happy by the end of it um where i did feel like going into this episode i was not looking forward to where we were taking the series um but it's exciting and i think that they i think they kind of uh nailed it as much as they could nick um i'm pretty middle of the road on it honestly i think uh overall it was it was fine that's the best word i can use to describe but i think the heart of this show is the family dynamic and anytime that we're not in that dynamic or exploring that i just wasn't very interested um i don't um i don't think the antagonists were strong enough to really earn sort of the ending that we wound up with i think comrades sort of like turned there where uh, it just kind of seemingly came out of nowhere and the final fight was what i was worried about which was just going to be yellow colored power versus purple colored power that's the same power and it uh it ended up just being that unfortunately um i i like what they were going for with the home alone school moment um but it just seemed like the longer that scene went on to greg's point it was like I feel like the, the this federal agency would move a little bit faster than this than to let these kids have like five hours to set up all the stuff in this high school. And I think that could have been a really, really fun moment. But unfortunately, I just don't feel like any of, of the action-y stuff in this, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was a good payoff to the setup because I feel like the setup for a lot of the superpowered stuff just kind of fell flat for me. Um, I think the show is really, really fun when it's, when it's just Kamala and Bruno and all the kids just kind of exploring what it means to have these powers and whether or not they should share that with each other or even if they know what that means. Uh, and, and anything beyond that, I kind of just feel I got a little bit muddled and was just dipping too far into the generic te- uh, category. Um, as far as the, the, the post-credit sequence and all that stuff, um, it just made me think, man, I wish, I wish they had more budget for this and didn't have to fill as much time because I feel like they could have told the same poignant story but not spread it out over so many episodes that I think it could have been a little bit more impactful for me. Yeah, if I can jump in, like one of the things I saw, and I forget who it was on our Twitter feed today, it's a mutual though in, in the industry saying that like the real antagonists, the real bad guys of the show were the cops, were damage control and stuff like that, right? And I feel like that, could have been so much stronger if they wouldn't have done anything with Comron here at the end, right? Or even uh, to a little, uh, even a lesser extent, maybe uh, his mom and stuff like that. If we yeah. would have solved that a different way and we would have had all this here, it would have played better to me that, hey, that's what we're doing. That's the thing we're doing. And it would have honestly probably worked, right? Because I care so much about everybody at the mosque and everybody in the family and how cool yeah. these people are. And even the, you know, the conversation in this episode with the, the secret ingredients, nutmegs, they don't want cookies. Maybe they'll like these cookies. Like I like that. I like those people. And I like those characters. And I was pissed off when damage control didn't take their fucking shoes off. Right? Like, I would have rather seen that storyline than, hey, these people are from another dimension and they're going to ruin everything. And I think that's the tough spot that Disney's in with some of these, right? Because, Greg, you 
know, you, you're right. The show kind of the show's a lot more lighthearted, and I think it's by design than than I think it could have been. And I think when you're dealing with subject matter that's that that's that's that intense and that important, you have to tread lightly with it. And they treaded very very lightly with it. Um, and I think they could have pushed it a little bit farther. And I think doing that. I think the problem they have is that I don't know if they want to make these damage control people, specifically like the head of the damage control who was like, you got to pull back. I feel like that guy is going to be a character that they don't want to push fully into like being an enemy bad guy char- uh, character. Yes, do we? So, yeah. Oh, so for we don't... a specific reason, y'all. That motherfucker's a scroll. I'm calling it right now. Ah, okay. No doubt but, in my mind. But I mean, the, 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 oh. the, the, the issue with that is, you know, when you have an FBI organization going in and like and, and, and exuding their power that way and kind of abusing their power that way, you kind of want to hate them. But they didn't really push them far enough to be hated. And then the reaction on the other side from from Kamala and uh, from Naki and all them was so warm that it's like I'm almost like I'm not like I want them to be a little bit more challenged when it comes to these these a-hole FBI agents that are coming in. And it just seems like it kind of rolled off their back, which, by the way, is the absolute right thing to do. And that was to that to to um, to the point of the leader of the mosque. He was like, you know, don't let your enemies just because your enemies hate you doesn't give you a yep. reason that you doesn't mean you have to hate them, which is an incredibly, incredibly insightful and amazing theme to explore. And they did. But I kind of wish like as an audience member, I need to be like, I hate these damage control people like these people are abusive and they're a-holes and they're not. And I, we just never quite got to that place with them. And that's part of And that's why I'm right there with you on that, Nick, again, cause I, and I'm, I'm always, he's, you know, he's always Stewie from secession to me. Uh, but like Stewie, you know, jumping over from the movies and being here, I was like, what a great connective tissue. But then it almost gets used like Amanda Waller in peacemaker where, Oh, he's not actually on this show. Like, they, they, here's his henchwoman who right. will be the one who does everything. And once in a while, we'll get a phone call back. To, it's like, then you're already making this out to be a non player in the universe, right? Yeah. Like, I wish this was a person that had already been established or we're going to see more of. But guess what? No, she was here to be this bad guy, but not even as bad as I wish she would have been yeah, to really be a fucking bad yeah. guy and be the bad guy of the show. And I, I did lose some of the messaging. Um, when they are trying to tread on these really tough topics and they say, ah, this is what happens when one of those people gets powers. And what do you mean? One of those people, Yeah, yeah, a kid. And it's like, we get the reference. We understand what they're saying, but what are they trying to say with it? And that I, I didn't fully understand. I don't feel like they dove deep enough in either of the pools. It was just like, we're yeah. throwing this out there because we're aware that this is a topic and this is an issue, but we don't really want to dip our toe in either side. We're just going to kind of sit up here and yeah. let you know that, yes, you know, um, this could look like profiling. And we're talking about a young Arab kid, teenager or whatever. Yeah, um, I it, I just felt like it was kind of like. They're saying something without really going all the way forward. And like, I, I, think, I just wasn't sure what they were doing with that. I, I, see, Daddy, I disagree with that because I think that with how they handled it, they did a good job of making it seem like she was like, no, 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 it's the kid thing. But it's like then they showed that it's not just the kid thing when they go into the mosque and they start talking about, yeah, that you're explaining like over half the people here. Like I, I think that they did a good job of showing us like the character might have said, oh, I don't know about this, but like the creators of the show told us they very clearly know what they're doing with it. And the way that the rest of the characters in the world sees that person is she's clearly bad. Like she is clearly making the wrong choices with this. I, I thought they did a good job with it. I think, I, I, think, I think they needed to push it a little bit more in order for like, 
I I don't know. It was like it, it wasn't fully committing, I, in my opinion. But that's yeah. I think I think about this if it had been an HBO Max show and and how intense that scene would have been, where this government organization goes into a mosque and they have that 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 showdown. Right. This was done a lot more like let's let's just kind of broach the topic, but let's move on because I, and I think that's by desire. Right? I don't think the show's supposed to be like The Boys. I don't think it's supposed to be like you know The Wire, where we're really really getting into these social issues. I think it's just like, hey, this is something that we're broaching, and but we don't want it to be fully about that. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. Like that was one of the things we talked about as we were simultaneously reviewing Miss Marvel and The Boys, which is <laughs> it's kind of nice sometimes that everything doesn't have to be as hyper violent and hyper real and hyper like uh, satirical as the boys. And it is, like I said, one of the strengths of the series, I think really is that we did get to see the culture from, let's be honest, a perspective that is not ever really uh, done in our mainstream media, right? Up until this point, whenever a mosque has been brought up in a movie or a TV show, large part, they're painted as the bad guy. Um, and so it is really nice to see the opposite of that and to really dig into that culture, um, which I thought was really cool. But I just like everything beyond that, when we get to the final fight, I was just like, eh, this, I'm, 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 less, I'm less interested in this. Kevin, what did you think of Miss Marvel overall? I really liked the show. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was kind of uh, just blown away by how, how enjoyable every episode was. Um, I do think that, yeah, the, the episode where they, they go back in time is a little bit like, uh, it's kind of slow and like they're giving us a lot of exposition and stuff, but they're not really giving us a lot of answers, so that's always a bummer. And then the season finale... I, like it, it gets to a certain point where it's like, all right, I see where this is going. This is gonna be her fighting him, and they both have the same powers. And that's like, I I saw some people in the chat being like, but they didn't fight. It's like they did though. They did. They just didn't like, like one of them didn't die, which I guess is progress because I feel like typically that's what <laughs> happens, right? Um, but they do fight, and it's just kind of a bummer. Like I literally we were watching, and I was like, oh man. It's just a, them fighting the, the a different version of themselves, like pa a palette swap. Um, and it's just, it's such a bummer that, like, that's always what it has to be. Um, the, the conclusion was fine. I think that as far as Disney Plus shows go, the Marvel ones at least, I think that, like, I like this, the, the solution that we got to at the end of it. Like, this is kind of reminds me of Hawkeye and, like, okay. Like, they've solved things in a cool way and, like, I'm down with what the story's at. I'm pretty happy with it. I do feel like I wish it hadn't lost so much of that fun detail that we had in the first, like, episode. Maybe mm -hmm. the first and second episode mm -hmm. where we had so many of those little pops and, like, so many things that made it felt feel unique. We kind of lost that through like the the middle episodes and then we get a lot of it at the end of the episode to kind of remind you of like oh remember we've got a style and i just kind of wish they had done that throughout but yeah i mean i i enjoyed it a lot i'm uh very excited for more yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty aligned with you there where i i think i would even go as far as saying that overall i love this show more than i like the show despite having so many issues that i think are core issues that would have been so easily handled and remedied and i think a lot of that has to do with not even just the use of its runtime but how it paced the runtime and the amount of flashbacks and the amount of story that they dedicated to the whole pakistan uh, storyline 
and um, dealing with the uh, the clandestine in general. Like that feels like a subplot of a show that is a much longer season than six mm-hmm. episodes, or that's a season two storyline where we get some flashbacks to kind of fill in some gaps because what we got from the first couple episodes and the last episode of the Jersey stuff, all the family stuff, I think not only did they set it up great in episodes one and two, I thought they brought it home fantastically at the end of tying every element of Miss Marvel to the family itself. Uh, like having the mom give the uh, outfit, having the dad kind I of tear it up, up the name. Like I love all of that. I thought was, awesome. was, I thought it was great, you know, and and I think that the uh, the big reveals, the uh, we finally got the thing that we've been talking about with these Marvel shows of like, oh man, like Doctor Strange is going to show up in WandaVision and he doesn't. Captain Marvel showed up in this in a way that is interesting that that adds up to the post uh, credits we've seen for like Shang Chi and stuff where it's like, oh shit, they're building something here. There are, are cool plot yeah. threads that are connecting, and I, I like that a lot. The mutant reveal was all that I could want from a Marvel show, uh, which is playing with my expectations and knowledge as an MCU super fan and a Marvel comics fan uh, where it's everything that I know, but they're doing it slightly different. And I think even better. I love when, when MCU kind of has the new definitive version of the right way to handle these characters and storylines. And uh, Miss Marvel being a mutant, I think is way more interesting than her being an inhuman. So love that stuff. Of course, I love the X-Men theme sting. All that stuff was great. Uh, But yeah, it's the whole home alone school scene. I think could have been a lot cooler if they built up to it more and had the two episodes of, mm. of episodes three and four mm. or four and five, whatever, four and five, uh, not do all that stuff. Well, I think those were great episodes. I just don't think they were great episodes in this show and in the story that they told because damage control had a lot of great ideas. And I think they handled a lot of elements of it. Great. But there wasn't enough, and they never quite took it where they needed to in in terms of it being believable. And to Greg's point about the and, and Nick's point too of like they're in the school, the cops are outside. Like, how are they coming up with all this plan? Even the way they kind of shot a lot of it, where uh, she's kind of drawn on the whiteboard, it's showing the the real life version of what they're doing, and Bruno's like dancing with a skeleton in the back. Like, there were certain points that I feel like they were having too much fun fun for their own good. Uh, given the stakes that were at hand and it kind of made everything kind of feel less important, especially when the main thing they were doing was protecting a character that I don't care about with Comron yeah. and the clandestine mm-hmm. storyline, I think ran its course yeah. and it, it might be one of my least favorite MCU storylines ever, mm-hmm. like up there with the flag smasher stuff from Falcon and it's Winter just Soldier. So poorly it's like, done. Damn. It's a great idea. It's just, yeah, it there's great cool. stuff here. But you just you went from zero to sixty to zero so quickly on There's it that so yeah it just kind of it, it's yeah. a bummer. But I I think that they created a great universe with great characters and there's so much good here and when it's good it's really damn good. It's just unfortunate that a lot of the bad stuff is still here. Some of it even like ratcheted up a bit. And uh, I I'm excited for a season two. I think we will get a season two after the Marvels and that's that's interesting to me as well. Uh, great cast of characters, great story, great music, like. Everything about this was a, a very high quality uh, MCU show that I wish all of them were hitting this level, but I wish the level they were hitting was even higher than this. So I'm hopeful for more. Um, this is definitely one of my higher ranked of the TV shows, but it's it's not my top rank. So we'll talk more about that later. But for now, let me tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? Well, 
You don't want random passerbyers looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Your internet service provider knows every single website you visit. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices, whether it's my phone, my desktop, uh, all everything. Anytime I'm using the internet, just because I am trying to stay as safe as possible. The best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. Funny. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? But thankfully, Me Undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And I know that from experience, but you know what? Me Undies has always been there to help me. I'm always wearing my Me Undies shirts, my lounge pants, my lounge shorts, my Undies themselves, the socks. I'm a Me Undies fanboy. Wouldn't have it any other way. I just absolutely love the soft micromodal fabric. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you out there. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for the free to join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 50% off your order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Shout out to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a big pill guy. I don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things, but I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my health. Now, I've been using it the last couple months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a fun tropical taste that I actually look forward to in the morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focused, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny now that we're back yeah Andy. it's interesting by the way i'm sorry we're going to the plot no, i was well, going before, to go before for we it. do before we do that i also want to say i don't have much. a plot song anyway so plot 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 well, no, plot no, 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 plot, hold on. plot okay give us your thoughts nick <laughs> ah. uh no i was gonna say one more thing on the home alone thing but we can get we can talk about that when we get there because we'll get there in okay. a few minutes. I, I just do want to say, like, okay. I one of the things that I forgot to mention that, that uh, Tim, you, you did bring up. But, like, I do think that, like, the biggest deal about this is that, like, it ends and, like, big things, like, are introduced. And, like, big characters are seen. And, like, it's a good sign for Disney Plus shows, right? Like, hopefully they understand this is what people want, right? Because, like, them introducing the idea of mutants, wild. Them having Brie Larson on there, huge deal. Like, I'm super excited to see where this goes and how cool it ties into Miss Marvel. What was that? Cool outfit for her, too. 
Oh yeah, love it. Really cool. Really like it. And the way it was introduced, like you're and so on top right. of that, it hits hard. Kev, on top of that too, it's like this is we see it say uh, Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels, like yep. teeing up. Hey, this TV character is going to be in the movie. Like I, mm-hmm. I love that type of synergy. But we'll talk way more in depth because now it's plot time. Greg Miller hit us. Plot time. No, Andy hit us. A plot, 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 plot. Why you gotta shrug? Why you gotta shrug? Just this is what we're talking about. Did like, the thing. Marvel doesn't support these shows the way they should. Andy Cortez doesn't support them. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I move for a vote of no confidence <laughs> oh, in the Chancellor Andy Cortez. I liked it more than you did. Wow. wow. You didn't That's like it. I just we're talking about. I, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome like to Miss Marvel. <laughs> welcome to Miss Marvel. Everybody. We're talking about Miss Marvel. We remember that for these ones, we go episode by episode. We get a little synopsis. We talk about it. I'm reading off Wikipedia. Hello. Uh, first episode, of course, titled Generation Y. Kamala Khan is a 16-year-old high schooler and fangirl of the Avengers, particularly Carol Danvers slash Captain Marvel. After failing another driving test and meeting with her school counselor, uh, Kamala and her best friend Bruno finish her Captain Marvel cosplay for AvengerCon while avoiding her strict parents. Kamala receives a package of items from her grandmother including a golden bangle but mm. her mom sees it as junk after failing to convince her parents to let her go to avenger con kamala sneaks out with bruno to attend anyway taking the bangles part of her cosplay after getting there and dressing up she puts it on but it causes her to project constructs of cosmic energy that inadvertently cause havoc Admits the chaos Kamala uses her powers to save her classmate Zoe. Bruno rushes Kamala home where a distraught mother pleads with her to focus on her own story. In a mid-credit scene, Damage Control uh, sits there and watches a video and then goes out to detain her. These episodes are so fun. Like, just kind of thinking back on it, I'm really kind of... I guess thinking back on these older episodes and how far they kind of... Flew from the coop? Is that is that a saying? Mm-mm. Flew the coop? Well, I mean, that hang is a with, saying. Hang with Mr. Cooper? Yes. That That's it. Awesome. <laughs> that is a great show. Great okay. show. Anyway, I just think about how how fun and energetic a lot of these earlier episodes were with all of the visual <laughs> flair. And then we just kind of lost it. Just yeah, that was my thing, it. too, is like to, to go off that point where I thought that was going to come back eventually. Right. We have that one great scene that we're going to get to. I think it's in the second or third episode where they end, end up going to Avengers Con and she draws the plan out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's incredible. And then it immediately fails. And I thought, oh, that's going to be cool. She's going That's going to be sort of like a subplot line of her, you know, dealing with these powers, dealing with her family, dealing all these things. And then finally, we're going to have a moment where she draws all the stuff out and it works. And we did have that, but it just didn't feel. It wasn't as cool. It wasn't as cool as I wanted it to be, right? Like you wanted. They should have done it a couple more times. They needed to do a couple more times and have Bruno be like, this is not working. Like what you're doing is not working. And have her grapple with that, with that conflict. And then finally, by the end, her be like, Literally, they needed that moment where their backs were up against the wall and they're cornered in this high school, and everyone's like, "What are we gonna do?" And she and, and Bruno's like, "I know what we Don't have to do." Don't do it. You or, or she's like, "I know what we have to do." And everyone's like, "Right." She's like, "Trust me." And then it finally, finally, the plan works. But we instead, it kind of and I hate to say this, but this stuff kind of dipped into because we didn't have that payoff. It kind of dipped into gimmicky territory for me. Mm. Looking back at it now, being like, "Okay, this kind of does feel like someone was like, oh, yeah. that's not enough to the show. Let's put some more icing on the cake a little bit." And it's unfortunate. Yeah, like they 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 weren't fully uh, committal with it, and that kind of bums me out because I think that uh, that a lot of the those gimmicks work in the earlier episodes because of how whimsical and how positive and fun everything was. Right. But I still think you can have those visual flares in moments where things are more dramatic and maybe a little bit more tense. Like I think you can still have those in the same way that when her grandmother's talking to her. 
and you see sort of the text messages pop up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, like that isn't, you know, punk rock, super fun music with visual stuff happening. It's like, that's still kind of a, a, a pretty emotional moment uh, right there. And I think you can still have those visual flares in moments that, you know, are a little bit more tense and scary for the characters, but they just kind of fully abandon them until we see that final episode with the um, the chalkboard stuff. So kind of yeah. lame. Our next episode is episode two. It's called Crushed. Kamala begins training to control her powers with Bruno, who deduces that the bangle activated her own superpowers. Kamala, Bruno, and her friend Nakia attend a party organized by Zimmer, uh, where they meet a new senior, Kamran. Kamala befriends Kamran, uh, but Bruno becomes frustrated when she chooses to spend time with Kamran instead of training. After seeing a vision of a mysterious woman, Kamala asks uh, her mother about her great-grandmother, Aisha, uh, and the bangle's original owner, but both dismiss her. Oh, there's somebody else, yes. Uh, Yusef says, young Sansa, uh, or no, Santa, uh, lost her way during the uh, partition of India, uh, but was mysteriously able to find her wet father again with the Sea of Stars or whatever. After questioning Zimmer about her savior at AvengerCon, uh, Cleary and Deaver order a sweep of the tri-state area targeting so- uh, South Asian communities. Uh, a celebration, a young boy slips from a mosque balcony and almost falls before uh, Kamala saves him with she her powers. Did. Kamala is chased by the DOC, the damage control uh, agents, and uh, led by Deaver, but is saved by Kamran, who introduces uh, her to his mother, uh, Najima, uh, and the, the woman from Kamala's vision. Mm-hmm. Again, at this point, yeah, this show is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. So good. It's fucking I insane. It grandma, so, so fantastic. And I did too. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is like it dealing with a lot of the family stuff. Like we keep saying we love the family stuff, but I feel like ironically, it's also the family stuff that we like least because it's when it starts going real deep into the family stuff. It's where it just starts to feel like a a different show. But I feel like it all adds up. Really? I like all it's it's literally the what do they call I want to call them celestials. I'm sorry. I'm kind of fried right now. Clandestines. Clandestines. They're the ones that I don't like. It's when we get into their thing that I'm like, I don't need to like I love her family and i i love the backstory of it like you you know how they do the the her going back in time to the train thing that's a different conversation but it's not the family it's well, more that's what obvious. i'm talking about that is it's her whole family plot of like that she helped her great grandma well, and all that stuff that, like, that's where the clandestine go that far back mixes the, with the family stuff right because it is her family like she is a clandestine the great grandma Mm-hmm. Semantics, potato, p- potato, tomato. Yeah, you know which clandestines I'm talking about when I don't like the clandestines. <laughs> don't make me specify. <laughs> On camera. Yeah, you're, you're, it's demeaning to both of us if you're thinking I'm including the great grandma now. All right. Uh, anyway. All right. Number three, destined. Uh, Najma is, I'm just not saying this right, right? Najma. Najma, is that right? right. Uh, Explains that uh, she and Kamran are part of a group of five enhanced beings known as clandestines uh, who claim to be jinns. Uh, they were exiled from the Nor dimension and uh, that Aisha was also one of them. She also reveals that the Bengal uh, might be able to help them return and asks for Kamala's help. Kamala agrees, but Bruno warns her that interdimensional travel could be dangerous. So she asks Kamran for more time to ensure that she can do it safely. Uh, uh, Kamran assents, uh, but an impatient uh, Najima uh, decides to force Kamala to help them. Kamala's brother, Amir, uh, marries his fiance, but Kamran crashes the wedding to warn Kamala before the other clandestines arrive. Kamala, Bruno, and Kamran 
yeah, are overpowered while uh, Najima tries to use the bangle, which triggers the vision of the train. Uh, Department of Damage, Damage Control agents arrive, capture the clandestines, including Kamran, uh, as Kamal and Bruno escape. Uh, Nakia sees uh, Kamala user powers. Uh, Santa contacts uh, Kamala, revealing that uh, she too also saw the oh grandma saw, saw the vision of the train, insisting that they come and visit Karachi right now. Another great episode. I, I wanted to just point out really quickly in the prior episode that uh, a point that I forgot to bring up was when we eventually get to episode five and we get to the whole uh, trail of stars thing. I I want to echo what Tam mentioned in that episode of like. It just didn't hit as hard because we needed to be hit over the head more with this trail of stars. Like right. Greg mentioned in episode two that they mentioned the trail of stars and that's how she was found. And like, I don't remember that moment at no. all until really? we get until, like, yeah, I, I think moment. we need to be hit with it more. And I think that moment would have hit more and been more impactful when we get to episode five. But it, that just kind of felt I, like a a bit of a throwaway line that I needed some more um, backup for, so that when we get to episode five, it kind of hits more and is kind of like, oh shit, what a big reveal, uh, you know? I I feel like the big reveal in that episode is that like Kamala doesn't make the stars, right? That the the little kid because she's holding the bracelet still creates the stars in that moment. Like I thought that was the big moment of like, oh is shit, she? it was. I think so. Because Kamala, okay. Kamala makes platforms and specifically is like, I only know how to make round stuff. And then, but she like, says that right. That Kamala says, I don't know about stars, but I can do circles. Right. And then the platform gets broken because some dude like bumps into her, and then the little stars pop out. I I I got that. That was the 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 kid was making the stars. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the grandma. Maybe the grandma. Kid Grandma was making stars. Kid Grandma. <laughs> Kid Grandma. I mean, I'm I'm with Andy on this one. Yeah, because they like... were a different color. But then right? I get I, well. What makes like the I feel like what what I, from what I remember is the like there was the circle. It gets kind of bumped, and it kind of is. Then the grandma is like doing something with her hands, and it's a different color than Kamala's colors. I think uh, just I think right Tam now. nailed it. I'm in looking that right moment. now too. Yeah, because yeah. Tam like... did bring up how like. Th- there seemed to be a disconnect between the Bengals' powers and why. How do how do we get these trail of stars well, from something okay, so that yeah, we know? Okay, so yeah, twenty-one forty-two. She gets bumped. The circle breaks up, and then yeah, the girl does this. I thought she was just following them because it was supposed to follow. Oh, here she's doing stuff. Well, I guess she's just going. I guess she's doing it. I'm sure, whatever. I don't fucking well, know. I, I think she, yeah, it's stupid. Create, it's not yeah. presented well at yeah, all. Yeah, well yeah. And, and that's yeah. the thing. To Andy's point, like I think, I think it kind of to, to dial it back. I think it's a, a bigger problem with the show in general, which is that again, I think they needed to go a little bit more intense with the family dynamic. I really love the family, and they're great from start to finish. But I wish, and this sounds silly, but I wish the the older generation was was like a little less supportive of her. I wish there was a little bit more friction there because we see a little friction between the grandmother, the mother, and then the mother and Kamala. But it's not so much that in, as a viewer, I think, hey, if the events of this wasn't, if the events of this series didn't occur, I would still think these characters are going to be totally fine and still love each other. And that's not necessarily something you want midway through a show. You want there to be a chasm between the, these family members, the main characters, right? The oh. mother and the father and them being like, you you, you know, the stuff with uh, AvengerCon and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, it was sad. But at the same time, at no point did I think, oh, man, this is going to be like irrevocable damage. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I, go ahead. 
Sorry, I was just saying, I, I don't think that we always need to have family as a major drama point. I feel like a lot of times that's what it's used for. I actually really like that uh, a lot of the times it was used for, like, like, it was, like, I wish it had you been used a little bit more as a support thing. Like, I feel like the th- two episodes in the middle where she's kind of hiding it, like, really hard from her family, like, there were s- multiple moments where I was like, oh, she's going to explain that, like, the reason she ruined the wedding is because she has these powers. And then it, it like, it didn't go that way. And I was just kind of like, I feel like I wish that it had tried to create the family as less of an issue and more of a support. I guess what I'm saying. I think at that point, that was one of my problems, right? Is that by that point, I thought I knew them well enough to know how supportive they were, even though obviously they're trying to protect her. But like, when you're trying to explain why you ruined your brother's wedding, I thought that would have been a great point to do it. And then I'm, and if you remember those, I was like, she's going to hide it and that's okay, fine. To then have it revealed, and again, I think very lamely to her mom, again, with like as bad as that interaction was with the uh, Celestials, I'm going to keep calling them the clandestines, uh, as bad as that interaction was, and then have her come and be like, you're Nightlight? I was like, ugh. You know what I mean? And then get there today. Even in this episode, I didn't think it was it played well. The I'm Nightlight. And they're all like, oh, you, sh- you fucking knew? Like, you know what I mean? They, you fucking you knew, fucking you fucks. Knew. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, even that, I, I, was, I was like, oh, I, I kind of wish we got at least one of these moments of them, actually. You know what I mean? But I, I well, get it. it, but, uh, it the speakerphone part, line was worth it, though. I really liked that. I, 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 I relate to that really mm-hmm. well. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of my point, right? Is that when you when you when you think about like the the payoffs for these things and like the feel good moments, you need to have for however big the feel good moment is, you need to have a counterbalance to that. You need to have a moment of of, of like of 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 sadness and sorrow. And I don't feel like these characters ever really got there. They never really had so much conflict with each other where them accepting her as the superhero character felt validating to me. I, at no point did I ever think they're, they're going to shun her at all. I don't think they're ever going to have an issue with her. And to Kevin's point, again, like in my earlier point, you don't need all of them to be the boys. You don't need everything to be that dynamic mm-hmm. as far as the series is concerned. But I felt like the the emotions in this were always just sort of like steadily between a 50 and a 70. Never did they get to 100 and never did they get to zero. But I, I just wanted there to be a little bit more dynamic range with with the conflict in this because well, I feel like that would really would have helped the payoff at the end where where the community comes out and says no this is our person that moment kind of fell flat for me as well. Um, I, I think the part where we could have explored that more is something that we talked about in episode five with the mom and the grandma that right that when they, the, get to they just got over that like they got over the spat that wasn't even presented super well in the first place the spat, the spat that made the mother go to america <laughs> like <laughs> the country they're like yeah oh, cool it's all right it's yeah it wasn't presented movie. super well and, and, and then the they got over it really fast and i just kind of wish that there was more there i don't necessarily need um I, I, it does feel a little bit more less or more or less believable it, it does seem less believable that they are so worried about letting their daughter go to avenger con um, and they're super strict there that her getting powers would not just drive them up the fucking wall would, and just be, be like, terrify them. this is wait, after, what? Like, no fuck. Yeah, like, I, that, that part is kind of unbelievable her, for me. Sorry to interrupt, especially after they saw her almost like try and save someone, but almost kill the kid. Right. That as a parent for me, I'd be like, you can't use these powers anymore. Mm. That's where I expected the dad to be. That's where I expected the mom to be. But like, we saw you. You failed. Like, this is this is not good. You're forbidden from using these powers. And it's not to say that I don't want to see them accept them. And listen, I love a supportive family. I think that's great. And I think that we're, it's great that we <laughs> have, have one Nick, one day. <laughs> Nick no, but I mean, supportive families, everybody. No, I mean, I think it's important to like, to have that be an example for people and be like, oh, listen, like we're, we're putting families out there in, in the media that's, that's supportive. 
but it doesn't make for the most entertaining content, right? This is still a, a piece of dramatic art. And so we need a little bit more from these characters, uh, Tim. My problem is they gave us it, and I feel like then they dealt with four generations of this family, and they they introduced conflicts between each of the generations, and right. then the conflict was always addressed immediately by them being like, oh, here's the answer, and then it's good. Where yeah. it, episode one and two, we have mom and dad, and like they are like, hey, you're not going to Avengers Con, and that totally just gets out the window the moment she gets powers, and they're like, well, dad, you taught me to always help people. And he's like, you're right, you got to go help people. The dad from this episode to that episode don't add up. And then you get the the mom, the Kamala to her mom, to her grandma, to the great-grandma. All the stories they tell about the great-grandma, it feels like there's beef between some of the generations. Yeah. It only feels that way because they kind of say that. And then they have the whole talk about, like, I don't have the pictures and all that stuff. And, like, they build up the story that kind of just moves the plot forward, but I feel like leaves the characters and specifically the generations of the family in a, in a place that isn't as interesting as it should be because they all start to feel like the same character at some point. They all feel like they don't have their unique thing. They're just all on the same side and they all support, which again, the support's good. And I think that it's more than anything, it's supporting the culture of it all. And it is supporting the culture of the family dynamics that these people have, but they were the ones that told us that there was beef between them, but that there was drama between them. And I think right. that is where there's a disconnect for me. And I, I think a perfect example is like, I expected the the ruining of the wedding to be a lot bigger of a deal than it ended up being. And the brother character is very, very cool the entire time, but, and, and maybe it's just me, but if like, and, and you know, my brother, but if I had ruined his wedding, I would still be hearing about that right to this day. I'm sure forgiveness would have come, but it would not have come that quickly. Um, so that 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 is well, what, what if you is. had good cause you know you're trying to see yeah. everybody have you have, have you, you met my brother that? do you think that wouldn't it still wouldn't come <laughs> up you guys uh, you guys want you guys want some dessert you guys remember that time nick uh <laughs> i do think nick makes a great point though that that final sequence with the whole kind of town cheering them on would have been more impactful had the parents been against it the whole time i do think that would have helped out more it still worked out for me just because i i'm a sucker for shit like that and i got well, chills anyway but also, it would have know that she would have had more emotional Marvel's resonance Kamala. does everyone know that no i don't think everyone knows the I parents think are screaming beta <laughs> and i'll get her i'm like no there's, um, a lot, there's a lot of noise a lot of cops yelling at them okay. you know okay. or damage Andy, control to andy's point as well i thought a moment that was unfortunately wasted was when and it could have been a really comedic, very heartfelt, very impactful moment. But they're in the middle of making this plan and they turn around and the brother's just in the high school. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, well, mom told me to look out for you. And they're I like, how did you get fun. in here? And he's like, oh, I went to this high school to a couple of throwaway lines. But I think that would have been a lot. Like, imagine if they had been, he had been like giving her the silent treatment for two episodes. If he had not been able to forgive her. And and then realized, oh my God, my baby sister's in jeopardy and I need to put all these feelings aside and go help her out and be there for her. And we never we, we got him being there for her. We got him being there for consistently. And all, that's all I'm saying is like you need a little bit of a setup. You need a little bit of conflict going into that so that by the end, that character learns something. And we learn something by virtue of that character learning something. And we feel that moment, which is really what those emotions are. It's not just somebody telling you, hey, feel happy right now. It's we've been through this journey with both these characters. We've seen their sorrow. We've seen them clash. And then by the time they come back, they remember, you know, it's more powerful than anything. The love that we have for each other as family members. I'm always going to be here for you. You're always going to be here for me. And I think they told us that. But to Tim's point, I don't think they ever really, really, really got there showing us it. 
And uh, before we move on to the plot to the next episode, because I think this is the moment where so many of the plot threads that we are all enjoying just grind to a halt and are just completely put on pause until the finale. And then all of a sudden they're answered like Nakia running for the board is not Mm. ever really addressed again. We then see her kind Mm. of running shit at the end. And I feel like that is a disservice to the character, the things we like about the character in this world, especially when we see that she's not responding to the texts of Kamala. And that is handled in the finale with a conversation between them. It's like, it feels like a lot of the, the stakes that they built to, they were like, hold on, we got to do some flashback stuff. We got to travel and we got to like give you way more backstory. And I feel like had we not had that stuff or if all of the flashback stuff was condensed into a like five to 10 minute segment of the show, but they still kept the rest of it going. And we got two more full episodes of them in Jersey dealing with these characters and these scenarios. I think it would have been so much stronger without losing any of the cultural impact that we gained from the two episodes. Or, or, you know, or put them really di- like not diametrically opposed, but, but really like have Nakia running for that, that council seat that she wanted, right. Running for that seat uh, at the mosque and then have uh, Kamala have to make a choice between like saving someone and helping and being there for her and then having her unfortunately save the person. Right. We didn't get that dynamic between the two. The only real conflict was she's like, you didn't tell me you had superpowers. And it's like, all right, well, she's clearly going to get over that because they're best friends. Like these, these best friends are, that's really not a thing. Right. And a lot, a lot of that, those smaller minor conflicts between these characters were exactly that where it's like, let's just put a little speed bump in front of these people. But let's be honest, like everyone that's watching this knows that they're, they're good people. So they're going to forgive and forget. Episode four. Seeing red Kamala and her mom travel to Karachi uh, to reunite with grandma who later reveals to Kamala that the bangle is trying to convey a message through the vision of the train. The next day, I hate Tim. I'm glad he's leaving. The next day, a masked Kamala goes to the train station to investigate, but is attacked by Kareem, a member of the red daggers vigilante group who initially mistakes her for one of the clandestines. Awful Kareem dialogue. takes Kamala to the red daggers hideout where yeah. Kamala learns that the leader Wally uh, and that the clandestines are trying to break the veil of Noor, uh, which separates the jinn's dimension uh from the human world in order to expand and take over i like their the technology. clandestines i'm sorry what's that i said i like their technology and like the oh that that like that thing they got on the wall and mm-hmm. they do that they're they're like really slow if there was a fire in that place and you're trying to get out that door takes way too long to get way too oh, long. yeah oh, yeah you would have died but that's not mm-hmm. what they're worried about okay sure, i do want to point out that i just really despised the dialogue that her and uh red bandana guy had like it was when they're fighting if you it was just like some all time bad thing. stuff. It just all time bad stuff that kept on going. And it's like, mm. stop this. This is not good. What you're doing right here. The Super <laughs> Mario refer. I forget what the fuck. It was just really bad stuff. Hated it. I'd like to point out in a similar vein, Andy, how good you look in this shirt. Your shoulders look mm, great. Your biceps great. look great. Very big. A fan lot of, of people shirt. don't look good. You can't see green. my belly, so that's all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, welcome to all of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's the benefit of working from home like this. I was thinking about this. I'm like, I, I looked at the Peloton, haven't been on that as much as I want to be. And I'm like, oof, man. One day we're going back to the studio. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta not. I gotta look like on. I tried at some point. Yeah, like, yeah same, you know. dude. I'd be like, do we have to like be on camera? Like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a postage stamp forever. Be up to my nipples. Or, like, uh, the clandestines escape the supermax prison, but uh, Najma uh, abandons Karam. No, Kamran uh, for his betrayal. Uh, Kamala begins training with the Red Daggers to master her powers, but they are interrupted by the clandestines. A chase ensues during which Wally kills one of the clandestines with one of them because god knows these people have no fucking names uh najma <laughs> uh 
that kills him in turn. <laughs> As Kamala and Kareem fend off the clandestines, Kareem kills one of them, and uh, Najma uh, accidentally stabs the Bengal, sending Kamala back in time to the partition. Boo. And this is where you just read Boo. that. How much of that? That's a lot of shit, dude, happened in one episode. Jeezy, crazy. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I think this, this is where we're just packing in way too much. I remember this is when we're doing these reviews, and it's like mainly episode five. We're like, man. In this one, it's like, there's a lot of threads coming together really quickly and not being fleshed out that much. Again, where it's like, if I had my way with the show, right? Like, the Red Daggers are introduced so quickly and so surface level in the very similar thing here of the way uh, the clandestines are. I'd be like, can we just not do them or this? Like, you know, I I don't know. And I I don't know. I just don't think the clandestines are adding... I don't know. They're just not fun. They're not fun. Yeah. The storyline's not fun. Not I would rather hang out with grandma and learn more about the partition. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And and this was the first episode of one of the Disney Plus shows that it ended and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And any of the options I think are happening, I am not excited for the next one. And then we get the next episode and then it ends in a similar way with Circle Q exploding. And I'm like, that's one of the more bizarre out of nowhere ends ever. It just felt like a like a button that, that wasn't the intended ending to the episode because they felt like they needed something more. And it was just weird to have those two back to back and just be kind of like, bummed out about it but then bringing it back for the finale i did enjoy a lot but continuing on greg episode five time and again in india 1942 aisha takes refuge in a village where hassan an indian uh independent activist offers her food and shelter they fall in love and have a child i mean just not no you can't just brush over them like this is the most attractive couple I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Oh, yeah. in this whole thing's hot and not and not the hot like they're the nude, hot like they're. Look at the power, the passion these people have. Yeah, yeah. he's saying poetry, and she's just forgetting why Damn. she's even there. <laughs> uh, five years later, uh, Najma finds well, Aisha note, and though, orders her to retrieve the bangle. Sorry, what's that? Kept? I was going to say really quick. Uh, the interaction was cool, was hot, but one thing that I didn't notice the first time I'm watching it, uh, rewatched it yesterday to watch the finale with uh, Avery and Paula. And Avery was like, neither of these people, like the three first things they say to each other, they're just not listening to the responses. Like they start talking and the other interrupts, clearly not listening to the response and starts saying something else. Like he starts reading off some poem and she just says something in front, like like talks over. It's just funny the way that like they're – their first inter- interaction is cute, but it's like it's clearly all lust. Let's not let's <laughs> not let's not uh, criticize people who don't listen to other people and talk over each other. <laughs> not, let's not let's not throw stones at the old glass house here. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying it was like an interesting choice for like to to direct that shot like that scene that way. A very understated one came earlier in this very episode where I like finished talking about episode one and then we started talking about like going forward episode and Nick's like, I don't know when she goes to Avenger Con. I'm like, well, I just fucking read that, but no big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand these are dense episodes. I understand. Hey, Aisha leaves. Uh, oh, we're back to the bangle. Bangle. Chat's saying, I've been saying bangle like a tiger. <laughs> If you, are, if you would skip this show, they, they are bangle. not running around with a tiger. They are running around the bangle. My apologies, everybody. I thought it was bangle, too. I don't know. Bangle. Um, it's the bangle? Bangle. <laughs> bangle. Bang. Bang. Bangle. Bangle. What's wrong with you? Well, I'm saying bangle now, and it does not sound right. Does that sound right to you, Tim? 
You you were nailing yeah, it, and then you said it's slow and weird. Bangle. Yeah. Was I saying it right before this time or this time? Have I said bangle like a tiger at all in this episode? No, I don't think so. Chat, what are you doing to me? This is why I hate you. Oh, don't even bring up Sepulveda. Don't even bring up Sepulveda. We're not even getting started on that one. Sepulveda. Sepulveda. Don't even do Aisha leaves the bracelet and grandma uh, with Aunt grandma and attempts to flee to the new nation of Pakistan with her family. Uh, but Najma uh, finds and stabs her. Hassan and grandma are separated in the chaos. Kamala is able to interact with Aisha, who asks her to guide grandma before dying, conjuring a projection of stars to lead grandma to her father, Kamala. Kamala realizes she was the one who Kamala realizes she was the one who reunites them. So again, they're saying Kamala did this. Uh, returning to the present, she finds that Najma's uh, strike had opened the veil of Noor, but it vaporizes anyone who interacts with it. Najma transfers her power to Kamran, okay, before Wait, sacrificing real, herself to close the veil. Yeah, Gavin. This is another one of those things where I don't understand what's going on. The woman is like, oh, I'm gonna jump into the veil, veil, and then like disintegrates. And then Najma is like, I know what I must do. And then I do love Kamran, the, the guy same I left thing, behind. Does the, the same, same thing, thing the yeah. other woman did, and like somehow that gives yeah, him power. Is he yeah. is he a mutant? I don't know. No, I think no. Out with Scarpino. I, I think she knew that she had like maybe more power to stop the thing from existing. I'm saying yeah. this is a moment where they made it very unclear, and it just looks silly. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, it's some of the dumbest looking VFX of a death. Like I have never bad. seen. Like, it I like looks how like they try to put it in Mortal Kombat like, as fast as they can. Yeah. Uh, she transfers her powers. Okay, cool. We saw that. That's why that happens. Got it. Uh, grandma and mom find Kamala, and the latter accepts her daughter's powers. Meanwhile, Kamran seeks refuge with Bruno. After being attacked by a drone, Kamran destroys it, but the ensuing explosion obliterates the Circle Q. And this is where you're like, oh, God. No. Yeah, we got. And more. again, yeah. this isn't the worst thing. I've watched way worse television. It's just like this show's so good, and it's like, ah, oh, man, this is what we're gonna do with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if anything, it lowered my expectations so much that I ended up enjoying the finale. Because yeah, when we finish episode five, I'm like, this felt like the finale. What the hell is gonna happen now? It's just gonna be the same bullshit hero fighting or whatever. And I think they. <laughs> introduced some elements in the finale that I ended up enjoying and I kind of liked the power set honestly but I think that that I think maybe I'm definitely in the minority on that one I liked watching Kamran actually fight people in the finale and how'd you, how'd you uh, feel about launch the car to the lady and then like I don't know I just I thought it looked cool and I'm kind of a fan of power sets like that Andy how did you feel about her proportions when she embiggens as close as she looked like Ripley in the in, in the mech, okay. in the suit, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evan, how did you feel about the use of yeah. Biggin? I was very excited, <laughs> yeah. and like I wish that like somewhere we had an episode of The Simpsons going on. That episode, you know, so that, so that we got a hint of like, oh, she got it from The Simpsons. That was my one thing. Went... Like I popped for it on the couch, and Jen's like, "What?" I'm like, "She said the thing." I'm like doing the Leonardo DiCaprio thing, mm-hmm. but then it was just like a thing of like, "Oh right, like this doesn't mean anything to you." Like they didn't set up at all throughout. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, I was, I was like, ask, oh. did I did I miss the part where she was practicing with Bruno and he was like, you got to say embiggen to get. Big. I didn't like. They she just said the word. Did they did that get set up somewhere? 
No, I'm saying they missed that part. Oh, like, okay. I, I totally am in alignment with you guys. Because she said like, embiggen, and I'm like, that's not a term. That's not like a normal term, right? Like, it, that's not yeah, something that people go it's around saying. Catchphrase. It's her catchphrase. But did she had was she no, like, she, oh man, we're okay. all on the point with okay. you, Nick. That, like, yeah, <laughs> they try to make it a thing, and they they rely on us as comic people to be like, yes, right. And they're like, like, oh, wait, that worked. Oh yeah, it'll be great when she says it in fucking Marvels. You know what I mean? Sure. Will it? I still think it'll be weird. You like, know, I it's think like, that she's going to say it's like Marvels. What I, I wish you would get like, like a real true one of like, yeah, big and we'll be like, yeah. And they'll be like, Marvel's in theater this Wednesday. Oh, y'all got jokes? Oh, no. They got Bebop <laughs> Rock Steady, too. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. It's a classic joke. That's a classic <laughs> kind of funny. Andy, go back to too. kind of funny university and do your history. What are you history, doing this Saturday? Right? Dynamite, Andy. Kevin, you're my favorite audience member. You know what I mean? I, I'm just playing to Kevin from now on. Everybody else get <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. Nick, what was the point you're trying to make? You got run over like four times there. I was just saying they should have set it up, right? If that was going to be our catchphrase, if that was going to be a thing, we needed to hear it a few other times. Like when she's like, oh my God, we're at Avengers Con and Biggin. How big yeah. is that? Or just, whatever. Just right? the, I, the, I think you got the, cut off, to, uh, Nick, because we're all in agreement. Like, yeah, yeah no, I, exactly. I, I, yes. But I'm less so saying go, it for you guys and, and more saying it for the other people that are listening to this podcast, which is. But, but also, was that not 10. the same point that me and Greg were just talking about? I was yeah, trying yeah, but to I provide an example an for it before everyone was talking to the listeners. We could understand the point that we were trying to make, so it would back it up. But it's okay. Then I was also going to make a booyah joke for Andy. Um, <laughs> but you guys totally <laughs> fucked that up for everyone. So let's just barrel through this <laughs> final oh, episode, okay? That's really where I was going, guys. Come He's on. doing the show for me. Greg's doing Jesus it for Kevin. Christ. Nick's doing the show for me. Fucking booyah. The way you're acting right now is the biggest mm-mm one I've ever seen. Wait, I'm Greg Miller. Stop, 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 stop. Here it is. Oh, no, no, yes. guys, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you have the t-shirt? He has the shirt. <laughs> he has oh. the shirt. <laughs> Wait, hey, okay, uh, while you say it stopped? The record has stopped. Uh, oh, give me great. two seconds. Yeah. I mean, we oh, can keep perfect. going and I can grab the YouTube one. Like, let's just make that decision. You better, man. I just revealed the Fat Five t-shirt. Yeah, you, know you know fucking I mean? better. Okay, Are you kidding good. me right now? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, I went through all that. Got really I don't hot look like remembered it's I was wearing this shirt. It looks a little like. I paid company money for the shirt for a guy for my hand. Good, good. That one for me too, spoilers. It kind of looks like it says fat and I'm kind of yeah. in for it. Well, remember that was, this is what I designed. And I said, hey, Joey, make this into a kind of funny shirt. And she said, no. And so that's why you can now get it from my bonfire.gameovergreggy.com. Twenty percent off Fat Five. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. It's not twenty percent off. It's just the URL. <laughs> I apologize. All right. Episode six. <laughs> no normal. While Bruno and Kamran are on the run, Deaver orders a citywide lockdown to find the ladder. Kamala crafts a disguise using a gift from her mother, which is awesome. Like I, when she came in and gave her this this super suit, I got teared. I got I got choked up. I well, because it I, came I, from. Did Paxton. it come from her grandmother? No, it was, no she got it made in Pakistan. Made it. Oh, okay, because I thought I thought well, yeah, okay. but it was but it came from Karachi, it came from Pakistan. Yeah, and it was yeah, in yeah. it was in the toffee box. I saw that I thought that was that very endearing. Yeah, that's talk about stuff like that. yeah, that's that was good. good. Um, Using the logo that she saw yeah. on the broken necklace. Yeah, I really like that too. I know it's dumb. I know it's her picking up, be like, "What is this?" And then it's like, "Oh, it's her necklace that we've seen the whole time." But it's like it's also the symbol. I like but that. it's also, I, I think, just I, I wasn't expecting, nor did I see any leaks of how the costume would look. It's um, the cover art. A, a, aside from like the one from behind when she's 
<laughs> Wait, what? Isn't it the cover art? It's the, the Disney, Disney Plus, Plus like logo. Like when no, you but go I, into I think Disney... just seeing it in action, it just it it looks a lot cooler than I expected it to look. Um, I guess maybe my expectations are just lower just because it's a Disney Plus show, and I don't really know how that fabric and material would work in the real world, and how can they kind of transport it to real life and make it look as good but i thought it looked fucking awesome and it the, looked great i liked it. I, 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 it too. I liked it so much the mask it looked really cool as well i don't know it just it was that's a that's a fat five for me you know fat five right there she kept taking mm, off yeah. the mask i kept getting mad at her uh real quick just to shut something down in the chat scott bechtel from the bechtel test says her mom just somehow knew all her measurements. That's a mom yeah. and dad thing. I could tell yeah. I, you mean to me make a costume for Benjamin right now. Greg, I can make it no problem. Tell me what my measurements are right now. You're, you're I'm dad. not your dad. Not you're works. a dad. You're a dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He got you. Greg. You're your back daddy. on the fat five. Straight. You can have a shirt, Nick. All right. I want it. I'm wearing it right now underneath mine. With help from no, all no. her friends, no, the group stalled the d- Department of Damage <laughs> Control agents. Clearly orders a retreat, but Deaver ignores him. Leads a dis- oh, cl- clearly everybody. <laughs> it's Snowy, my bad. Yeah, leads a detachment of agents in storming <laughs> the school where Kamala and her friends are hiding and arrests everyone except Kamala and Kamran, who confronts Deaver. She attacks him, but Kamala fights off the agents, allowing all of her friends to escape. Deaver flees and is later relieved of her duty by Cleary. Kamala becomes a beloved figure in her community and takes the superhero name uh-huh. Miss Marvel from her father while Kamran flees to Pakistan and meets with Kareem as arranged by Kamala. Yes, Kevin Quella. Uh, I, I, I watched this like a day later than I didn't watch it at midnight and I got a text from Tim being like, yo man, did you see the end? Crazy, huh? And I was like, no, I haven't seen it. Don't tell me any more stuff. And he's like, well, hit me up when you get there. And I'm like, all right. So the whole time I'm like, what is going to happen? And I legitimately thought one of these kids was going to get shot by a cop. Like the warning. It starts out with a warning of like, hey man, shit's gonna get real. And people might not like <laughs> and I was like, awesome. oh shit, they're gonna get real. This is gonna be serious. I'm really happy that didn't happen though. I wanna make that clear. I thought the yeah, uh, I thought the payoff with the dad where he was t- telling her what her name meant. I thought that was very very endearing. I thought that worked a little bit more for me than the the leap that was the mom seeing the broken necklace and being like, "Let's turn this into your superhero logo." Always um, so hard to make a superhero suit. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it breaks my brain. I'm As like, a parent, like you know what I mean? Like when you, you fucking Smallville season ten, you know Martha Kent representing the great state of kansas <laughs> who could forget <laughs> that's how you know it's fiction that's how you know it's fiction mm-hmm. representing kansas in congress or whatever right she somehow makes this perfectly like plastic brandon ralph embossed symbol soup for no way get out of here yeah it's not right. it's not gonna happen. but i did like when he said you're my you're our little miss marvel you're a miss marvel. Uh, that was good I thought that was, was very, very good cute. i was like that's really, really so that good. makes a lot of sense why she would call herself that or why that would be the character's name that's really nice and and that's the thing is there's so many moments like that throughout this show that make me lean towards the word love as opposed to like, even though there's so much that I have to not even nitpick. Like, I think there are like valid criticisms of this show overall, but like a lot mm-hmm. of the moments that needed to hit really hit hit real hard. And back to it. Sorry, I was in the middle of Google and how to say mangle. <laughs> Bruno Larry tells Kamala. That's it. <laughs> And the rest of her family lags. In a mid credit scene, the bangle bangle <laughs> mits the glow that teleports Kamala out of her bedroom. Bingle bangle bongo. <laughs> Danver suddenly appears in her place. Oh my god. What a yeah, great mid credit Like, and that was the thing of like the mutated thing happened, and I was like, oh. And then Jen was like, what? And, and I was like, I'm gonna play it back. She's like, no, mutation, I got it. But I'm like, listen, listen. And they had the X-Men stinger in there. I was like, fuck yeah, that's amazing. 
I mean, you guys know me. I, I like lost my shit and I watched it about 10 times before I moved on because I was like, I can't believe they just did it because I was expecting him to be like, like, say, inhuman. And yep. when I, they that's did what it, I said. I, under my breath, I said inhumans. Yeah, it is just such an exciting development for the MCU. I love it. I love this choice. And I just love that this is now the second time in two months that we've heard the fucking 90s X-Men theme. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just incredible shit that they're going with this. I love that they're building her as a mutant. And on top of that, next week we have X-Men 97 being revealed at the at Comic-Con. Like, oh, cool. what a fucking time to be alive. You know what I needed, though? What I needed from her when she's... Because she's kind of just, like, jogging places with the platforms. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like yeah. she's running at the same speed on the ground, but just high, uh, uh-huh. high up. Mm-hmm. I needed like a couple of not the full move set and, and, and in the traversal kit, you know, but like a couple of Spider-Man stretchy arm grabs to the building and yeah. like, yeah. like, yeah. like yeah. I needed yeah. a couple of those um, because it, for the most part, it's just it's just her doing stairmaster in the sky. It's like she's slow. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and then I saw people commenting on that of like damn she can be winded wherever she's going she's so tired. <laughs> slow as hell and i was like yeah i guess it is a weird way to traverse new york oh, well i think it's it. extra funny when in addition to what andy's saying of like the last shot should have been her like oh the fucking mutant ah then we get like the crazy spider-man swing scene but instead we see her stairmaster up it pauses for a second and then way in the distance you just see little purple circles in the yeah. sky and it's like oh, okay that's how we're showing that that's there you go there's the budget and then yeah post credit scene freaking so cool like again this is one of those things we've done now what eight mcu shows and every single time there's like the thing that it seems like they're building towards that would be a great cameo whatever captain marvel was the obvious one here i love that they didn't do what i expected them i thought it was either going to be she comes in and saves the day which there was a moment in the finale that she totally could have swooped in and saved it happy she didn't do that and i'm also happy that she didn't just come in and be like hey i heard about you good job kid and then like fly out like this is a, a great tease at getting into the marvels it uh, there's things to theorize about and i think that they did a great job with the uh use of the blink and you miss it 10 rings iconography Mm -hmm. in one of the past episodes tying the bangles to that stuff and uh the post-credit scene of shang chi i'm like fuck yeah man this is why i like the mcu i wish she kind of um in the similar way when we see ian mckellen as magneto like using like kind of flying with the like he'll be standing on like that silver sort of platter or whatever that metal platter so yeah. Cool. yeah just like that greg just like that but like we see it's scenes really of her like iron in your we blood. see scenes of her pushing platforms so like what's holding her back from using a platform to like launch her up i don't know there's, there's like a lot of cool things they can do with it she still isn't trained I, man she's still yeah I, that's one thing i'm excited about is that wherever she teleported to where miss marvel was maybe this kind of begins yeah. the next phase of her kind of realizing what her powers are because she's a mutant but like can she withstand a punch than you know more than a normal human like that's sort of the stuff that i'm kind of still wondering is she the wolverine (laughs) she'll have to wait and find out (laughs) now it's time for something i like to call haiku in review seven syllables in the middle you need five for the first and last line if it's not poetic no need to fret it haikus don't need to rhyme Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like Eric Myers did, who says, Great show. Then I hear. <laughs> now it's excellent. <laughs> X. 
Excellent. That's good. Mm. That's good. Uh, Grant Burton says, a colorful show. The bangle makes her limbs grow. Bangle. So good. I go. Whoa. Whoa. Bangle. So there's a and bangle spoke. and there's a bengal. Yeah, bangle is high tiger. Yeah. Bangle's the mascot of their high school. Bangle's the thing that she wears. But I'm saying, Sam, Sam, here's what I want. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut up except Tim in a second, all right? Tim, randomly move it like a cup game and then say one and I'll identify which one it is. Okay, okay, okay. Ready, ready, ready? Bangle. That's that's the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now say the other one. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bangle. I mean, you said it was the other I one. said the tiger again. I did He's the tiger. Okay. I was okay. trying to catch you. Trying yeah, to catch you there. All right, all right, all right. Bangle. <laughs> this is this is it's as mind bending as that one time where somebody's like carpenters do more than put down carpet, and what? I don't want to believe it what anymore. I don't know where before this. I we went for an hour and like a fifteen before hour and fifteen minutes ago. I had it down. <laughs> I am out here living and I'm lost. Is it a fat five or what? I don't know. I'm off the grid. Kevin, what he's bringing up is the time that he thought carpenters only did or worked on carpet. (laughs) Kevin was the one that corrected him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin was like, no, a carpenter like builds things. They don't they don't install carpets. And Greg just thinks we're gaslighting him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do ragu bagu. Do 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 ragu bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the MCU universe. Uh, of course, you know we have s- s- uh, recently moved it to tiered systems because, of course, there are forty-seven bad guys on the list right now. Mm. So you have S, A, Great. B, C, D, or F. Where do we think? Where, the- where are the flag smashers? Wait, hold on. Uh, Tim's got something to say. I want to interrupt real quick, Greg. Real quick. The last couple months anytime i pop on reddit i see zombie high couple numbers there talking his shit saying that we need that that where there's injustices and we need to rank the the bad guys that we haven't done the full ragu bagu and there's a whole bunch of things we're missing we have them all ranked i i'm looking at the list and all the ones that you say are not ranked are on this list you've been crying out for hawkeye is hawkeye on there hawkeye is at number 21 you're dumb Number Echo, 21 is, of Kingpin. course, Echo plus TSM slash Kingpin slash the mom from The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. That there you go. Right. Mm-hmm. And number 22 is Icarus and the Deviants in Eternals. Perhaps it was the episode where we did the whole like checking in and doing the one shots. I don't know. But at some Check point, it we did it. everyone's here. Everyone's here. So it's Scott so Bechtel I, again in the yes, chat. Scott Bechtel, the one I see wrong. you in the chat. I'll see you in the chat. You're going to see us might. in the street, Scott. Back you to we're going to have a bangle or a bangle, and you're going to be, <laughs> you're not going to know which is coming your way, brother. I'm going to have a giant so many fucking cage, and I'm going to say it's a bangle. <laughs> you won't so, know what's coming out. You I won't wanna, know what's coming out. Want to start this one off? This is a full list. This is a comprehensive ragu bagu list, Greg. Sorry. You were saying that this is tiered from S down to F. And you want me to go Ooh. through them all with no, pleasure? No, 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 no. Number no, one. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was just saying the explanation to people. Who wants to start this off? Where are I, we going to put the clandestines and Department of Damage Control? I'd Nick like Scarpino. to know where the flag smashers are on the list. The Quick, flag smashers like... currently are at the bottom of the D tier. They are at number 36, flag smashers slash John Walker, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll yeah, start the bidding right below that. Do you want to stay in the D tier, or do you want to move to the F, which is led right now at number 37 by Magneto and the Phoenix in X3? 
<laughs> that's a dark place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. But think about Ian McKellen. Like, he's still bringing it as Ian McKellen. I'm going to think about as Ian. Was that, that wasn't Ian McKellen, right? Oh, okay. Wasn't it Fassbender? Yeah. No, 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 no this no, is X3. Just... This is X3. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> X3. Sorry. I'm sorry. He said it wasn't. He got in my head. Remember, he moves the, he moves the chess piece at the end, and we were all like, whoa. whoa. Okay. I'm going to say it's that. the bottom of D. I think Nick's right for the placement, but my mm-hmm. argument for the D, and I know there's going to be some. some Give me your argument for the with D. This. I made it earlier, but like, Eddie doesn't agree with me, but I think that the Department of Damage Control should have been way more fleshed out and wasn't as good as it should have been but i do think that they did more with it and it was impactful for me and i i liked them not nearly as much as john walker but a lot more than phoenix in x-men mm. 3 and i just i don't think it's f tier i do think the clandestines are f tier i think that they the way they were wow. handled everything about them was bad yeah. but i think that overall i say it's the bottom of d I wouldn't fight that. I agree with that. I can get behind that. Yeah, that's actually what my my argument was going to be. Look at it. Number 47. Jessica Chastain and Zelda mummies. Remember when you came out of the Temple of Time as an adult and then there was all the mummies in high Oh, the Redeads. The Redeads. Oh, shit. I don't even remember that at all. They were yeah, aliens. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, the, that doesn't seven, surprise me. Makes Remember that point. one time where you screwed me over with like the hardest questions ever in a quiz show, and you're like, "Well, I was gonna do what's Link's horse," and I was so fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> like that's harder. I'm like, that's not harder. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. All right, y'all. It's time to I'm hold on, hold on. I got to so before we get out of here. We always rank the tier. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. At the d- bottom of D tier, at 37 is the clandestines and the Department of Damage Control from Ms. Marvel. Above them at 36, Flag Smashers, John Walker from the Winter Soldier, or you know, Flag and the Winter Soldier. Above that at 35, uh, Thor's Loki. Above that at 34, uh, Franco Mal- Malloy and Taskmaster and Black Widow. At 33, Obadiah staying Obadiah in Arr. Iron Man. Uh, then Mandarin and Aldrich Killian in Iron Man 3 for 32. And then 31 is the vision from Solo and Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking goddamn, it always has to go back <laughs> to the vision from Solo. <laughs> oh, all right, now it's time to rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kevin, can you please bring up the list <laughs> as it stands? What is he laughing at? <laughs> I don't know why he's laughing. In the chat, in the live chat, uh, Nick uh, Stainforth says, Wrangle Bangle. <laughs> we don't I need that, Nick. This <laughs> fucking show, that. man. Number one currently is Endgame. Two, Infinity War. Three, No Way Home. Four, Homecoming. Five, Civil War. Six, Ragnarok. Seven, Winter Soldier. 8, Guardians 2, 9, Loki, 10, WandaVision, 11, Avengers, 12, Guardians 1, 13, Shang-Chi, 14, Iron Man, 15, Far From Home, 16, Black Panther, 17, Doctor Strange, 18, Multiverse of Madness, 19, Hawkeye, 20, Falcon and Winter Soldier, 21, Captain Marvel, 22, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 23, Ant-Man, 24, Black Widow, 25, Iron Man 2, 26, Age of Ultron, 27, First Avenger, 28, Iron Man 3, 29, Eternals, 30, What If?, 31 Moon Knight, 32 Hulk, 33 Thor, and 34 Thor, the Dark World. Hmm. Wait, I'm confused. Does this seem is, like where's Love, Love and Thunder, Thunder is this? missing here? Okay, okay. Oh, no, Love you know Thunder what? Was 14, I got I the I got the image. Uh, but I didn't put it in. So you wrangle bangled this one, Kevin. Wrangle bangled. If you're looking at this right now, number 14 is Love and Thunder. So below Chongqi. Look at that. Boom. Done. What do you mean? Tim, it was there. Everybody, if you're looking at it right now, your eyes work now. Before, you've been wrangle bangled. Been wrangle bangled. Who wants to start the bidding? 
on Miss Marvel. Hmm. I hate this. I'm in that ugly spot. Yeah, this spot. is tough. This is I'm tough. in the ugly spot. You all, I mean, just this. Can I, may I? May I? Oh, here we may go. I? It's always Kevin. our fault. Go ahead. You may, Kevin. Here's the thing. Here's the... This is a really tricky one. I liked it a lot. Obviously, it has issues. It's not perfect. I think I would put it under Hawkeye, and that means no disrespect. You know? 21. Good. No disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I think honestly, I'm the hottest on this show out of everyone. You guys are I don't think that's true. Annoying. I don't think that's true at all because I, I think you are the hottest person on this show. Would put it at number twenty. I think it's better than Hawkeye. I think that You're Hawkeye. Insane, you fucking idiot, I, dude! I, Just admit I, you hate Jeremy Renner. No, I I love him and I I love Hawkeye. I'm a Hawkeye enthusiast for sure. I think that the finale of Hawkeye was really bad and like destroyed so much of the goodwill that the mm. show had going for I it. And I don't I like where that. the show left off. Miss Marvel's the opposite. I love where it left off. I think episodes one, two, and six are really, really, really damn good. I think three was pretty okay. Four and five, I could have done without for sure. So because of all that, I, I would put it at number 20. I know that we haven't watched Ant-Man 1 in forever, but mm-hmm. that's got to be way higher. Because like I'm in that spot where I think this show is a lot more entertaining than Hawkeye. I was not really a fan of Hawkeye at all. Um but I don't think it's like better than Ant Man. I'm in that ugly spot, Greg. I'm in that ugly spot. I know. I don't like when you. And get I agree with you there too, Andy. I think Ant Man's better than any of these. Oh, yeah. I'll play with what's dealt. Everybody's going to agree with that. And then it's going to be like, well, how to get here? And then you know what happens? We have to re vote on everything. I know. What you want? You want to re vote? I say we start with the Ragu Bagu list. I'm going to put this over. Man, this is tough, dude. I'm gonna put this over Black Widow at 25. Oh wow, yeah. I'm kind of right there with Andy. I, I would I would rank this a lot lower than I think you guys are. I think that it's it's it had really good moments, but overall, I think it just kind of fell flat for me. And I don't think the season, I don't think the the last episode did it any favors with the final fight. So I would probably put it right below Ant Man as well. Like if I could clone myself, I'd put it below Ant Man, but then I'd also put it above Hawkeye. So keep that. So do the yeah. math there. I hate this kid. All right, Greg. It all comes down to you. Well, I'd like to point out, of course, that earlier Andy was like, I like the show and you didn't. Like, I just want to point out that I'm going to rank it higher than him. And so just heads up, everybody, that you can't trust the Nitro Rifle anymore. All right. You loved Hawkeye. He's wrangle bangled. I did, did I say I did? Yeah, you just wanted to put it. Where'd you put it? You put it in man, I thought. You had a real confusing thing about cloning yourself. <laughs> Where was your person? You said was I supposed to listen to the entire I was pretty thing? clear. I was pretty clear. What about did you that. Fu- where'd you fucking vote? I also did not understand the cloning thing, Andy. Yeah. If we're being honest, <laughs> I didn't understand. I just it's hard to Andy, Andy, I understood the cloning thing, but maybe you should explain it to them so that they get just it. So that because we're dumber but, than Kevin. yeah. Like like I, I was splitting the vote amongst the two clones. Uh. If so what did you vote for? <laughs> you wanted to well, he, right he voted it. I voted it the first spot. I voted it underneath Ant Man, but then I also voted it above Hawkeye. And, and you I don't see put... how that's confusing to me. No, no, <laughs> but like no, but the second clear. vote, the second vote's the clone vote, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really Thank clear, you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. The clone's just uh, there for the organ farming. Okay, that's right. I think this is below Hawkeye. But the question I get hung up on is how much did I enjoy Falcon and Bucky? And I enjoyed their character, you know, character moments a lot. We enjoyed that for a long time. It was, it, it falls apart at the end too. 
and then obviously the flag smashers. But here we are just talking about again two villains that are two villain uh, groups that you're like whatever about. You when John Walker murdered a John man Walker in front cool. of public. That it was, was like really the good. coolest remember thing when, and then for, he remember, was buddy at the end. It sucked. God damn. Dude, but this, I mean the super serum brings out what's like, in you, you whether it's good or bad or middle of the road, you know. Hmm. I I'm going to go below Hawkeye. I'm going to put it at 21. Perfect. That's exactly where it should be. That means it's number 21. You're welcome. This Marvel is below Hawkeye and above Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What about the clone, though? The, I mean, the clone. No, his, his votes don't count. His, unless <laughs> legislation changed, clones don't count. <laughs> oh, I feel like how we get Circumcising the blitz. Circumcising Randall Bangle. Infinite Andes, where Andy clones himself, but then that clone clones himself, and then that, and, then just, and they all keep voting yeah, the exact same way, but they down. keep wishing the other person would vote down. a different way. Man, I'd have such a good rock band if I could do that. The oh, Andes. Man. I think so. And your yeah. your logo could be the mountain range. Oh, I like that. I oh, like that. oh wow, that got good, wow. Dick. That got good. Yeah. We're not gonna get better That's than that, brutal, so we're gonna end the episode Wait, here. But quick. remember, next week, Rocky, it's starting. I'm gonna punch a lot. There it Until is. Next have time, a, there it is. Have a marvelous day. Love and love, love and thunder should have gone and went higher. You guys are crazy. I hate you both.